And welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name is Jeremy Siegel, your host, and I'm alongside my co-host, Mike. What's up? Hi. Not as long a pause. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying something new today where I can actually see Mike while we speak. No, no pause march. No pause? Like no, no Jake pause Paul? march. Uh, I mean, I don't think I think that's out of the cards at this point. They're too far deep in. They've their roots have just like taken like shape into society. Not even Corona could take out the Paul brothers. No, 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 girl. <laughs> but speaking of Corona, we're we're coming up on the Coronaversary. That name that is being tossed around by a bunch of networks because got to capitalize on people's nostalgia, I guess, on the pandemic. I mean, I there is some nostalgia. But yeah, we are. This is this made me uh, think about like that one week of March where we was, life was normal. Uh, listening to this music, so I listened to a lot of these songs um, around that time last year. It's weird, dude. We had no idea. Yeah, we had no idea how shitty life was gonna get in a matter of uh, months or a week. So the story behind part. the last song that I recommended this week is pretty sad. Well, all things taken into consideration, but we'll we'll get there. Uh oh, yeah, I, I can I can kind of see where that's going with that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's just I I think it's different for me because my coronaversary is like a month later than yours because New York got hit bad first, whereas in Texas they didn't care about it until it actually showed up here. Um, right. Texas really doesn't care about it now. March tenth, baby, the mask doesn't need to be on anymore. Welcome to Texas, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I can't go to my grocery store anymore because they're like, we don't require masks anymore. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I might go back to, I might go visit my dad in Cali or I might go back to Massachusetts for a bit. Wait, word? Is this how you're telling me you're coming back? I mean, oh, I got God. spring break next week, so I, I got a week off. Whoa, bro. It's, I'm deciding whether going back to Cali or going should, to New York. You should have not told me this on the podcast. Well, well. It's Don't get my hopes up. A more genuine reaction. Uh, yeah. Probably a bigger reaction than if I told you off Seagull the never, podcast. Seal never comes to visit anymore. What you, should, what you should do is what you should do is don't tell any of our other friends. Make them listen to the podcast to find out that you're coming here. I might be coming back. Oh right. It's not it's not for sure. It's not official. But uh yeah, if y'all listen, you'll know this first before anyone else. Um Planning either Cali or Mass, so we'll see. Big seagull bomb. The seagull bomb, like the Batista bomb, except it's the yeah. seagull bomb. I like no, it. It's the, it's the seagull peck. I am the one who pecks. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a joke between me and my father. Um, <laughs> so, anything else going on besides we're almost a year of Corona? Uh, in your life. College. <laughs> it's not fun. What, what about Fallout Shelter? You want to talk about that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess Fallout Shelter is a thing in my life again. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't played that in a long time, and then I found it on Switch again, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, this game is." It, it's like a mobile game, but on Switch, so it's addicting and troublesome <laughs> because it's that time release thing that I hate in games, where it's like. 
can't do anything for hours, so you have to come Unless back. You pay to it. like a hundred real dollars to speed it up, right? Yeah, nuka nuka bottles or coke nuka caps. bullshit. Bottle caps. Yeah. No caps are just like the currency to speed shit up. You need nuka bottles. Oh, but anyway, I digress. That was like Tiny Tower. We used to play that game all the time. Yo, Tiny, is that still a game you can get? I would oh. fucking rinse that game. Like I would fucking spend money on that game again. Oh, shout out for Tiny Tower. Dude, Tiny Tower is fucking amazing. There's also a zoo, like Disco Zoo or something by that company that was really good. Oh! <laughs> Disco Zoo. And it's like all the animals danced when you like, I don't know, like checked in on them or something. Bullshit. What, a, what an art style. I love that. The little like pixel people. Pixels, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a great noise. My mic definitely didn't just fall on me. Totally. Everyone's going to hear that. I'm not cutting that. Just. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Uh, uh, the Franco. <laughs> Should that be? I say that every time. I, That'll be I, like a little inside joke. It's even funnier because off air, I joked about Mike saying that and then he said it anyway. <laughs> uh, so week eight, uh, Ask the London Dust Bunnies is the name of the playlist. You want to I was telling Seagull before this. I think this is one of the better weeks, probably the best one since week two, which we've said might be the best week. I think that was the name of the episode. Even it was the best week? Question yeah. mark? Yeah. Like, like definitively, or like perhaps? No, like, like it's a question, Seagull. Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you want to jump right into it? Yes. Let's jump right now. Okay. Uh, oh, my, first, David Bowie. my first pick is Heroes by David Bowie, 1977. 46 on the greatest songs of all time by Rolling Stone, because <laughs> that's a fact I'm going to throw in whenever one of the songs is. Uh, it's weird talking about the order of David Bowie that we're going in because it's in reverse order of his career. Like, usually you talk about the evolution of David Bowie and how he changed throughout time, but we're going... 77 72 71 um so it's a weird way to look at his music but this song is like at the other end of his uh ziggy stardust character where which is the next song i recommend ironically uh this song is such a quick start it just throws you in like throws you off the deep end throws you off into the deep end with that smooth guitar riff that it just hooks you right away and it keeps going throughout the whole song. Um, Bowie's anguished uh, vocals with irony soaked lyrics um, are just iconic. Like there's nothing bad about this song. <laughs> like I know it's, it's very like it, it's an anthem with a universal message that can be thrown in to add spice to like any moment in life. I feel like is that it's that type of song where, it's just relatable to everything. It brought like... the fucking Berlin Wall down. It's credited as bringing the Berlin Wall down because it's so just like I iconic and pop royalty almost. Sorry. Mr. Bowie, take down that wall. Um, no, I feel like this is the song. You see like a TikTok about like we're living on a rock floating through space. Just enjoy everything. This is like the song they want you to be listening to when you come to that realization. I mean, the the... I mean, there's not much uh, to this song. It's just anyone can be a hero. <laughs> That's literally the point. 
just for one day. You can be that person that changes someone's life or helps out. Um, I mean, some of the lyrics are very stupid in this song. If you actually read through them, like, I wish you could swim like the dolphins, like the dolphins can swim. Like, it's not like brilliant storytelling here, but it's just like, it's a set piece of like the seventies, late seventies, early eighties. It's defined by this song. I feel like, um, there's, I have to say this week is like, maybe what forced us to institute the, if I, if you've known the song before to take it off, because like not all three of the Bowie's, but like two of them, I already knew when you recommended them. This one, which one? Yeah. This one in changes. So you didn't know Moon Age Daydream. That makes sense. I don't honestly. think so. Yeah, I think I did. That's more of his obscure song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those. I don't know. It's just one of those songs. No, you know what song actually did enforce that rule? I think it was We'll Meet Again by Vera. Oh. Man, which I think we haven't talked so about soon. yet. Yeah. Because I like knew that song. Like that was like, okay, this is where we kind of have to like branch out. <laughs> because I know this song um, very well. Really good song, by the way. What did you think about this song, Mike? Yeah, no, I thought this was great. This is just like a an anth- like like you said, just like an anthem. I feel like it it'll fit it. It can fit into like any movie scene. Oh, it was yeah. actually in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Did you see that movie? No, I think when we it was when that's... like the, the pivotal moment. I like, I like the end. They're just like I don't I, I don't. How do I explain it? Like, they're driving through a tunnel, and they just, like, open the sunroof and stick their heads out, and they're like, peak life, I'm enjoying it, this is amazing, and this is playing. I mean, yeah, it's it's his vocals, it's just like, you can hear it in his voice, it's like, God damn it! I just want to be, like, something, I want to be something for that one day. This is a very inspiring song. I brought down the Berlin Wall, and I didn't put it on my top five. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Okay, let's go to Mom Jeans then, which I'm sure made you this top one, five. No, this one actually isn't either. I don't know, but I like what? Yeah, you I told you this was a Mom Jeans song. This was such a hard, hard we uh, top five to make. Okay, I told you how hard it was, but no, uh, I, I agree. Mom Jeans, the song is a Vape Nation. Um, I love that it's called Vape Nation because, like this, this this album was came released in 2016. And it just makes me realize, like, oh, these kids are my age. Like, all the things they're making me feel, and they're just, like, the same, like, so much similar to me than I am. Like, yeah. Um, this is less of, like, an anthem compared to Edward Forty Hands. I, li- I like the, the solo, like, discussion acoustic thing you talk about. And this is more of that compared to Edward Forty Hands. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's an acoustic ballad. It's yeah. Like um, like... This is since this is all about the breakup. How I wrote it was like, if Edward Forty Hands is like the party the couple got into a fight at, this is like the intimate, calm down conversation they have about it afterwards. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like you can kind of track the progression of that throughout the album because it's constant like that and breakup. Um, just a line I love, um, but I find the time to tell everyone I love that someday I won't need them anymore because that's because they're giving me everything I need to be me. Um, like, it's very melancholic and sad, but it's one of those that I've, like, that has uh, sat with me and I've, like, taken it into my real life. As I've been saying, extremely strong week. I don't think it's going to make the top five. 
dare you disrespect a I, I hate I, I feel so bad I love this song I love Manji I love heroes too I that's shocking just because I I favor heroes over this um but I have my personal take obviously that I mean you've kind of covered the basis of the song there's not much to it singer whiny about his feelings um <laughs> or the how he sees the world uh it it feels like it could be on like your feels playlist. I know everyone has like playlists that's like this is my sad boy times or whatever. I don't I don't know how kids make playlists anymore. I just make them by year. <laughs> I'm very boring. They just, they just write like vibes with each letter spaced out. And like a Z. Yeah, no, uh, that. not like a Z. And then there's just like uh like a photo of like an anime girl that has nothing to do with it. Has the the, the cover. I love that you made a fucking playlist of the songs we play in the car together and you put a picture of us from like I went through my Spotify playlist now that I have premium and I like put a lot of thought into what uh like photo to put on each one. It was very a great cute. Oh yeah. Had a great old a one of like a seagull sleepover I had. Uh it's just very cute that that popped up on my playlist. I'm like, oh my god, it's a playlist of like memories. Yeah. Um, it's very cute. Uh, yeah, there's not much to this song. I that's uh, sadly because I like Mom Jeans from last week, but this kind of was like a bummer follow up. But I haven't yeah. listened to anything else by them, so maybe they can redeem themselves. There's there's this Edward Forty Hands, and there's one more on the playlist after this. So and not it, a lot. Yeah. Now the album they released after Best Buds like really wasn't that good. But they are, okay. I think I mentioned this last week, they're dropping something soon. Well, we wait in yeah. anticipation. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> My next song is Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie, 1972. Uh, this is like a complete 180 from Heroes, because <laughs> obviously we're going back in time. This is like almost heavy rock or more rock and roll, whereas the last song was pop. Uh, but the connective tissue between the two is uh, the guitarist Mick Ronson and his like hauntingly amazing guitar solo, like three fourths of the way through the song or like near the end of the piece. Uh, it, this song comes off an amazing concept album called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars, which are his backup band. Uh, and it brings to life uh, Ziggy Stardust, this character he portrayed or his persona of a bisexual alien rocker uh, was the motto of him. He he blends rock and like operatic performance in this piece, which is like hadn't been done up to this point in rock history. Uh, the, it just has a ton of fucking interest instruments that, that throws at you at different times the trumpets saxes pianos keyboards i was gonna ask you to help me identify some of them uh yeah i mean there's actually not that many i think there's a lot of effects on keyboards that or synths that kind of replace because it's there a was like some album. sort of horn solo right that was probably a sax like an alto sax that was it's pretty like cool. a deep sax yeah no it's it was very interesting um uh, like like last week, I pointed out, if you have sci-fi elements in your song, I'm going to instantly like them. <laughs> and like we're in this prime age of sci-fi writing in the 70s, or late 60s, early 70s, is like Vonnegut and Bradbury. 
So I think he got inspired by that era of sci-fi writing and added that into his character of the time that he was playing. I mean, yeah, I mean, this it's a great song. I, I, I hate coming da- down to the point that it's a great song. You should listen to it. I don't, I don't blame you. Sometimes there's just nothing else to say. Yeah, it's like the last point actually I want to make is that his his voice. If if you listen to nothing else in a Bowie performance, listen to his voice. He has this kind of straining operatic vibrato, and if you don't know what vibrato is, it's where uh, think of like uh, Louis Capaldi. He goes like uh, uh, thing where he does that. Uh, That's what Bowie does, but he does it in this weird way that just makes him sound like he's in torment like he's just like strangled as he says it uh, it's just so fucking great if you listen to nothing else go back and listen to the vocals on this track because they're fucking amazing um yeah uh, what so this is the only bowie song you didn't listen to or didn't yeah. know so i don't know like it? the first thing when i re-listened to this is like it really made me question if i underestimated how influential david bowie is because I listened to this and I heard like so many other songs you recommended to me, like in it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, am I right about? It? I feel like, uh, like I don't know, but I think. Well, I, I mean, we talked about Mata think, Hoppel yeah. last week. Yeah. He basically yeah, yeah, wrote yeah. their later stuff. Um, but yeah, he's like an influential dude. He's he reminds me of David Byrne. They're just like all knowing when it comes to music. It feels like I don't know who that is. You don't know David Byrne? No, I don't. Oh, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> I, I forgot the name of the band. The Once in a Lifetime song? Same as it ever was. Oh. Oh, oh, Talking Heads. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I think I recommend a Talking Heads song. I just didn't yeah. know his name. Oh, yeah, oh, he's okay. like the lead guy. He's like so... so I, I read like a textbook by him in like a class in college, and he's just brilliant. Oh, yeah, the um, Talking Heads are... I mean, they're a whole new wave. They're like a decade after them, almost. Probably Bowie. influenced by David Bowie, I would assume. Yeah, I think where Bowie Bowie influenced like the late seventies and early eighties, where like people would put a performance on. Um, I don't. You probably don't know that, like Pink Floyd, when they used to like do live performances, they used to have like giant flying pigs as like their background things. That's like they hard. were awesome. Like you wanted to see them live rather than listen to the album, um, and Bowie kind of started that era of music, that idea that you, rock was a performance, not just like a recording. Um, there's like a solo at like two minutes in with like a horn, and then there's like another instrument in the background. I thought that was super yeah. pleasing. Well, I, 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 don't I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I don't know what this song is about, but oh, it's about uh, the. The Ziggy Stardust, the character coming down to Earth. So this is a whole oh, concept okay. album. Yeah, I had no idea about anything about the concept, so I just didn't put it. Oh out. yeah, the concept's about the world's ending. The first first song's called Five Years. We have five years to live, which like apocalypse times, and then Soul Love, and then this song is the introduction of the character um, of Ziggy Stardust, like coming out of hiding and introducing himself as a bisexual alien rocker. Is he going to, like, save the world or something? Uh, I think he wants to. I don't think he's successful because it's called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, this is really good. Did every, every all three of these David Bowie songs hit? 
They're good. He's good. Good. I'm so happy. So yeah. happy. Or David Bowie. Don't lie. Um, so I have asked by Real Big Fish. Uh, Real Big Fish. What? Real Fish is say, a, what? Ska. When you recommended oh, yeah. a ska song, my heart was like, "Fuck yes!" My fucking Tony Hawk date, the uh, pro skater daydreams came to life. I was like, "Yes, it's the '90s again." Scott, I didn't know you like Scott. Scott's awesome. Oh yeah, Scott's great. Did I, Did ahead. you get into Real Big Fish after this? Oh, I knew Real Big Fish. I just didn't know this song oh. by them. Well, I mean, this is a cover of a song by the Smiths. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you know the Smiths, but they're like not really. Dark. Oh, they're like a dark emo band from like the eighties. So, I did not know. So a ska band covering that song is very. I don't funny. know. I think it fits. Like one of the things I wrote down is like the, at least the progression in the lyrics kind of fit into like a ska mold. I I didn't listen to the original song, but um, something tells me it's a lot different in tone overall. Oh, if it's by the Smiths, yeah. Uh, and then the, it's the main, the, Scott song. The main sw- singer of Smith, the, the Smiths, is Morrissey. I don't know. If oh, you know that, name. that guy. I know that. But name. he's like <laughs> this, and I sing like Morrissey. Like, there's no way it's ska related <laughs> at all. So, I'm yeah, sure lots it's... of love for RBF. Some good lyrics. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about Real Big Fish, and these are like not their lyrics, but they're good. Like spending warm summer days indoors. Writing frightening verse to a buck tooth girl in Luxembourg. Oh, also this line where it's like, if it's not love, then it's the bomb, the bomb, the bomb that brings us together. I thought they were saying bond. And I looked it up and it just said bomb. Yeah, that sounds like and a Smith the, song. And in the original lyrics, it was bomb too. I thought like RBF changed it. No, I don't think they did. What, why does bomb makes no sense? It's dub bomb because it's the nineties. Actually, this came out in two thousand seven, but ska is basically late nineties. Whatever. I I was obsessed with this song a few years ago for a little bit, one of those, and then uh I stopped listening to it. But I still like it a lot. I love RBF. Um I'll still pop on a few of those songs every now and then. But yeah. I I think ska as a genre of music, you either like it or you fucking hate it. There's no really middle ground with Scott. Yeah, you know, a, a Scott episode with Falconetti because I think I know what he what side of that he would be on. <laughs> he probably hates it. He would might he might surprise you because he might know some weird picks that we just don't know. We're like more mainstream, and he's like indie ska, which might be a thing. I don't know indie ska. Like I grew up on bands, uh, Real Big Fish, uh, Less Than Jake is another one from that time, and Goldfinger, which I think I do recommend a Goldfinger song but they're not ska anymore. They're more punk. It's like one of the most divisive genres of music other than Nickelback. Uh, <laughs> or just country. Or country. Yeah. yeah. So ska, Nickelback, and country. And like country and rap. Dude, the classic, the classic line. Uh, yeah, I like all kinds of music, except country and rap. Oh, okay. You're so cool. <laughs> well, so he goes, is that you? Is that why you looked around like that? I like country. Uh, you like you could be getting into rap too, right? Yeah, I listen to uh, songs that people recommend that I'm gonna butcher their name because I don't know how to say some of these rappers' names. But Isaiah Rashid, Rashad. So the recent album I listened to, Kanye. I mean, Kanye. Because he's rap. Great. I guess he's hip hop though. Who knows? He's very talented. Uh, no, th- yeah, that's I, ask. 
I mean, it's fucking horns. There's horns in the fucking song. You gotta love this song because they punch you in the face the entire fucking song. I feel like that's every RBF song. I'm, that's every Scott. Well, actually, no. Yeah. If it's punk, well, RBF Scott, is just strong horns. <laughs> I've never heard someone refer to it as RBF. It's real big fish. I mean, I. It's just it's just weird. Anyway, if you like Scott, you like Scott. If you don't. I understand. I'm a big, I'm a big ska guy. Uh, checkered. It's, pants. It's, kind of, it's more like it's more like heavy metal than country. You like, you like heavy metal. You don't, you know. I just don't like screamo. I just can't fucking stand that. I think I recommended a few like metal songs that you were like, this is this is kind of alright. I love metal singers. Metal singers have an amazing talent. It's when they flip into that guttural noise i cannot fucking stand i know the guttural one you know I, there are some songs like that that i like but you like sabaton's pretty good we'll get we'll get the sabaton eventually i think you like them i don't remember so i'll have to re-listen the ones about like the historical events <laughs> okay whatever next song changes okay yeah ch- 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 changes david bowie <laughs> third song hey guess what 128th on the greatest songs of all time list really heroes is better than this yeah, bro. Heroes is much more influential. Oh, I don't know. I Heroes is more of like a this is like Heroes is like a just anthem of life. But I think this one is True. uh has a totally different vibe. It is still I liked it a lot. Well, too. Changes is one of the earlier Bowie things before he kind of ironically came out. Uh You ever have a moment? You ever have a moment where you're like, "Huh, maybe I can see what the older generation is uh saying when they say they hate us when, when okay. you realize something about yourself because this made me think of shrek and i was like wow that was my point oh, is it's that in shrek. yeah it's in shrek 2 honest actually um it, this song holds a weird place this is literally in my notes this song holds a weird place for me because i first started in shrek 2 as a cover by butterfly Boucher? I don't know what the fuck. Oh, the, there's a cover? It's not the. Oh, it's going to be like. It's a cover. But the third and fourth and fifth verse of the song is sung by Bowie, like a new version. Like That's he re recorded his parts and he sounds so decrepitly old in comparison to this version. He's like, you could just hear him, like, you could hear the gray in his face. <sighs> and it's okay. so sad because this version's like so good. And then there's that version. But yeah, no, I knew this one before it was recommended because of that probably it's, uh, yeah anyway uh where was i uh so yeah let's move i think most of the people from our generation will know this from shrek sadly but speaking of generational differences everyone complained about harry styles or not complains wrong term everyone was like oh he's like gender bending and wearing dresses the cover of this album bowie had long hair and wore a dress <laughs> So Bowie did it 40 years before Harry Styles did it. Yeah, wait, hold on. How did people forget about that? Everybody's complaining about Harry Styles. It's like the same exact thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's just (laughs) Bowie did it first 40 years ago. And people are like, Harry Styles is a woman. I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. A, no, he's not. And B, shut the fuck up. Um, So it's understandable. Cyclical. Song. Great fucking song. Oh, this is so good. I actually prefer the Shrek version. Um, you prefer the cover to the David Bowie version? Well, David Bowie's in the covered version, which is weird. Yeah, but it's it's like not a David Bowie song. I, mean, I gotta listen to the cover, because I did not know 
I've just thought this was in Shrek, like this one. No, it's it's a weird. I think a woman sings the lead as like the main part, and then Bowie comes in later in the song, and you're like, oh, that's David Bowie. Like, holy shit. Uh, I actually like that version better. Uh, it's crazy. It's, up, it's updated for the times, but this song's still very good. I feel uh, like this is pretty applicable to like a lot of messages, just like Heroes was. Yeah, it's. It's. I think it's talking about like. Is it like generational? Like trying to withstand change. So with Bowie, uh, with this song, he says it's saying, "Look, I'm going to be so fast that you're not going to be able to catch up with me." It's kind of that perky arrogance of youth. Literally, quote from him. I read it more as like things are changing and like you have to keep up with the times because he even says at one point, "Should should changes." Turn and face the strange. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the line I remember too. The acceptance of like this is weird now, but in ten years, very reminiscent of him dressing up as a chick. Not a chick. That's a bad. That's my New Yorkness coming out as a woman, uh, and or a androgynous, androgynous person. Uh, like this is weird now, but like just wait in forty years, Harry Styles is gonna do it, and it's still gonna be weird. <laughs> it's funny how we haven't really made like progress and there's still people mad about it. I don't I don't think there was some I guess they were mad about it. It's just stupid. It's just a fucking piece of fabric, guys. <laughs> Doesn't define the human being. But uh if you, this is a really good song. Piano, melody, pounds you throughout the whole song and it just keeps you invested the entire time with the same kind of hook. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just a really good song. We went on a rant because of Bowie, and I can talk about Bowie forever because there's so much him. about him. Like he's yeah. been on, he was on cocaine in all of the '70s, and he doesn't remember any of his songs. Or he's dead now, but he didn't remember all of his songs, so he had to bring a binder up on stage so he knew the lyrics when he played them. So he just everywhere he went to perform live, he had a binder and he'd take requests, and then he'd flip to the page of the song and go like, "Okay, now I know the lyrics." Uh, he's basically a genius on stage. How do you um, make so many, so much good music while on cocaine? Because apparently it's a good drug to be on for music. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a musician, folks. There's probably a lot of evidence of that besides David Bowie, too. And the music is... Mike, okay, what's bro. Your, what's your next song, bro? Uh, Silly Girl by Chloe Moriando. This is just the, the funniest <laughs> going from like three David Bowie songs to this. <laughs> <laughs> um Chloe Morianda is one of those like MXM tune like internet people. She's like 18 years old. Um it's it's a lot of like dreamy, whimsical young person stuff. Um this song's about like a young, innocent kind of crush thing. A lot of relatable, like um the concept of like building up somebody in your head that you don't know. And you're like in love with the idea with them more than who they actually are because you just don't know them well enough yet. Uh, it's cute and sweet, but like, I don't know. There's three David Bowie songs in this week. I'm not going <laughs> to put this on my playlist. Um, I mean, you can put it on I your like playlist, it. but you can't. Uh, yeah, put no, it no, no. I, I put it on my like nice vibes playlist or whatever the hell. But I, I love, I like Gloria Mariano. She's good. Just keep doing her thing. Um, but if she thinks she's going to beat David Bowie, she's a silly girl in a dumb old world. Oh, fuck was, you. That was a lot <laughs> on the song. 
good 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 tie it in uh good tying it in um she reminds me of that uh, gracie vanderbilt girl that was on america's got talent she she sounds like an 18 year old who's hanging out her suburban white house on the second story with a ukulele and being like my life is so tough and i don't know if that's just like the I don't know. It's just like what she's I see. She's not whining about her life being. She just has a crush and no, like no, doesn't even I, no. know who the person is. Her storytelling is much better than most of these other songs. Like I like it. It fits that perfect narrative uh, mold of like what you feel like when you have that like first feeling of like a crush on someone. Yeah. And the stupid shit that you hyperbolize in your head of like, oh my god, I tripped. My life is over. Flowers um, bloom when he walks. He yeah. Sing when he talks. Yeah. I just. I just don't care about this like movement of like girls and ukuleles <laughs> and just like these ballads that they How have. Dare you! <laughs> is MXM tune also that? Is is prom dress also a the ukulele song? I don't know. I don't know if it is. I like MXM tune, but the I don't know. There's just so it, the fucking market is saturated with these like. Is the market saturated, or do I just show you every one of them? Maybe that, but it's just like, <laughs> there's so many of them, I feel like, where it's just white. It doesn't have to be white girls, but it's just like, well, it's what I picture as like the stereotype, is a white girl just playing the ukulele. It's like, oh my woes, while her dad like gives her 20 bucks to go outside and go to the mall. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, your world isn't that bad. <laughs> Stop complaining. Again, might be the boomer in me, but... Uh, <laughs> She's not complaining about it. She just has a crush on somebody. I don't know it's why. not. So, it's not so much this song. It's the genre. <laughs> this song's oh, okay. fine. I just. Don't, I don't. The ukulele and just her and the ukulele is kind of like an overblown concept right now. That's fine. It's. I think. Like. I like the humming. I like the. It's very sweet. It, it's a. It sounds like how a. To me, it sounds like how a song about a first crush should sound. It's a less sophisticated Francis. Quinlan, Quinlan, Quinlan song. Oh wow, you remember Francis Quinlan? Yeah, I like that song. It's secret. It's really good. Um, yeah, I. It's not bad. I, I, I'm sick of. I'm sick of the genre. I'm not sick of this song. I'm sick of that. <laughs> that those two concepts of just white girl ukulele. My woes. <laughs> I've been running through the streets with my woes. You know that how that shit goes. By Chloe Mariano. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That classic yeah. by Chloe Mariano. Yeah. All right, we can uh, go to London Air Raids. Oh, damn. Dude, this song is so good. I don't, I don't even know why I like it so much. The London Air Raids by, oh, God, Vian Isaac. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. I don't know what where he's from, but interesting name. Uh, so this this song coming off the the crush and oh my god, this song is an upbeat song, pop melody, about the worst times in recent British history, the bombings of London in World War II. Everybody, let's, let's give it a round of applause. Uh, no, no, don't, don't, don't clap. Are you clapped? I, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Exposed. So, <laughs> I didn't actually hit my hands. I just went like this because I knew the mic would whatever. pick it up. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Vian Isaac. 
don't know anything about veganism. Uh, yeah, so he's an artist. He's a comic artist and a indie pop music, and he combines the two. And that's why Those you like the cool. you like the the album artwork. I remember about this. Yeah, they had there was like a little animation for this, right, on Spotify. Or my I... yeah. So he he actually makes like stories. I don't know if it's he makes the stories and then he writes the songs to go along with them or vice versa, but he has an amazing website. I'll link it in the show notes. Go support him because he's like an independent artist that doesn't get a lot of like attention and he deserves so much more because he just produces all this content. It's just like it's up if you want to see it, just like this podcast. And if you like our podcast, share it with all your friends. <laughs> Maybe he can come on the show, bro. I, I would love if he came on the show. I mean, he's so talented. I don't know if he speaks English. Not my be Chloe Mariano on, but you would be so mean to her. I wasn't mean to her. I was mean to the concept. <laughs> it's different. Fuck your so... concept, Chloe. Fuck your concept. Uh, only Kai dreams on this podcast. Uh, no one else. He's too busy streaming like Minecraft right now. Oh, I don't know. Fuck you, Kai dreams. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, come on the podcast. Uh, so yeah, he combines comics and music, which. I don't think many people do. So that instantly puts him in his own category. Um, musically, the song has like two moments that really stick out if you listen to it, or at least stuck out to me. The air raid sound is very interesting, where it's almost like his like singing woos and like the noise and mixing them together make it feel like you're actually, I mean, not in the bombings because. I don't think anyone wants to have that aesthetic. I don't think that's a teen aesthetic right now. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what it feels like to be inside all day during quarantine. Uh, we're not allowed to leave while the virus is bombing us from the outside. Uh, and then the sped up guitar at the chorus and the swell before the sudden tension is broken by the dum like the drums just, I don't know what that term is, but, and then London are not safe when he like, harmonizes i think it's with himself i don't think it's with other people it just breaks the tension all of a sudden and you're like holy shit like okay it's really cool and it's the only time he harmonizes in the song so it stands out a lot um yeah it's just a really i i'm similar to you mike where i'm just like i like the song and i don't know exactly why i I couldn't really write down like like why this is so good i think i guess it is catchy it does get pretty like triumphant at points but like yeah. I don't know, the the storytelling didn't like enrich my enjoyment of this. Like it was good, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, gotta give up how we talked about the air raids. It's almost know, but... like uh, anime like. I don't know, like it's just like the epic moments. I guess so. Uh, I don't I don't watch that much anime, as you can clearly tell, because I just say anime like. And is it Siegel Attack Weed, on Titan like? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> we already talked about Harry Styles. Now we're talking about Attack on Titan. We're going to get some Gen Zers mad. Why? Is that like a Gen Z thing? I mean, I guess. I have nothing against either of those things. Nobody comes Fuck Harry Styles and fuck Attack on what Titan. The hell? <laughs> I'm joking. I only... I'm joking. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, cameras... Uh a new element to this podcast that <laughs> Mike's enjoying now. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I've seen a clip of Attack, Attack on Titan. Titan's the new Sopranos. It was never the old Sopranos. Um, I don't know. Harry Styles is 
an okay singer, I guess. Uh, he, Seems he like can an awesome hold, character. I don't really he can hold a tune. He's he stole uh, Jason Sudeikis' girl, so fuck him. Uh, Did he really? Uh, so, do you want to become Keemstar? And welcome back to the news, everybody. Uh, we're already, we're already felt the frack out. Would you get? Would you have Keemstar on this podcast? Fuck yes, Keemstar. <laughs> if you want to come on this podcast, I'll shout you out. I'll be like, Yo, Keemstar, you won't, you won't come on this podcast. The problem, I would have like the problem with him. Like everybody who has becomes involved with him in any way, like he's eventually going to ruin your career at some point down the line. I'm sure he could dig up dirt from like some old tweet I said. Oh God! Why have I? Why have I? <laughs> okay. Okay. We yeah. Next move song. on. We need to move on. Move on. Okay. Uh, a lot of there. People to the reckoning by AJJ, formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh, they recently just made it AJJ because of like, I don't know. I guess people are offended or something. Um, the uh, Arizona folk punk band or like anti folk. This is described. Um, I think. Falco mentioned them that they do like the talky thing that the front bottoms does a little bit better. And I really like the lead singer, Sean Bennett. Um, he did this thing over quarantine where he would just like live stream on IG live for like an hour and like sing songs. It was really cool. I, th- I don't know if it's still going, probably not, but like the, there were like re-uploads of it on YouTube and it was great. But, um, this one, there was a song called People also on this album, and it's kind of like, I guess in a way, it's a sequel to it. Um, the song's just about being like a nihilist and like having like a moral backbone as like a person, but um, like at the end of the day, just not caring about anything. Like it kind of, it's like People, the first song is about like, here's a list of all the terrible things people have caused, but like here's this hint of like beautifulness and like memories that I have about people. So people sometimes are the best thing ever. Um, I guess this just expands on it on like a more personal level and like kind of flushes out being a nihilist. Um, there's, there's a verse at the end where he just takes the, the verse from Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel and is like, instead of making this happy, I'm going to like put a nihilist twist on it and basically make it like, Mrs. Robinson, nobody cares if you live or die or nobody likes you, it doesn't matter. And I thought that was cool. And it, it, that like comes out of nowhere and goes crazy the way he sings it. I like this song a lot. A lot, a lot. AJJ is great. Um, recently, I haven't been a fan of a lot of their stuff, though. Like, mainly this album. A few other songs. But yeah, that's People too. Siegel, what are your thoughts? Uh, I loved the sudden, out-of-nowhere <clears throat> takedown of Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> like, the blase cover version. I'm just like, the fuck is happening? Yeah, <laughs> Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. It's like, the, you made it a punk song <laughs> like this is a classic You're fucking with a fucking classic come on i do like the mrs robinson song too like yeah it's a great song especially the graduate the movie um it's a good movie that this singer and i think only me and you will know this <laughs> sounds like bug hunter I'm, You're not, I'm, not, I'm not yeah i'm trying to picture the voice in my head uh, if you listen to it with that oh context, okay a little bit a little bit he this guy's yeah. a little bit more rough Maybe, but like Bug screaming. Hunter. Like really yeah. Um, I love Sean Bennett, and I like Bon Hunter too. Demon Kraken is really good. Unfortunately, we both know it already, so it's not going to be on here. But yeah, we can have a Bug Hunter episode if anyone's interested. I mean, hit us up at social media at JM Radio Pod. <laughs> there is a Bug Hunter song. 
Oh, there is one, but it's very near the bottom, probably. Get him. Uh, Get him on. I would love Bug Hunter. He's great. My favorite line from this, the People song, uh, is, and your manic depression, it comes and it goes, your parasympathetic nervous system reacts, and you're in fight-or-flight mode. Uh, a, you're he like says that perfectly, and I would fuck that up every time I tried to say it if I had that as a line. But the little voice flip of their manic depression i'm like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> like, he does I, that this song just reiterates the fact that you're a lyrics guy more than you give yourself credit <laughs> i like that thing about his voice like you can feel like the like the lack of stability in him when that happens yeah i mean this this song and a lot of the songs you recommend are just enjoyable wordplay yeah that's literally what tally hall is by the uh, way. Tally Hall is a whole nother <laughs> can of worms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just name dropping yeah. everyone here. <laughs> Tally Hall, Bug Hunter, Harry Styles, <laughs> Fuck Keemstar. Attack on Titan, <laughs> Keemstar. <laughs> Yo, if any of those people <laughs> want to come no, We just have an episode with all of them. Just all talking over each other. JM <laughs> Radio feed Keemstar, Bug Hunter, Harry Styles. <laughs> And a giant from Attack on Titan. Anyway, it's a good song. I I, I really like this song, honestly. That's uh, no, pretty good. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite AJJ. It might not be. I don't know any. I mean, I know you recommended other ones, but I don't remember them. So I will compare as the list goes on. Yeah, but I this I'll... is gonna be a hard one to beat because when you throw in fucking Mrs. Robinson, I'm just like nostalgia, man. Shout out Mr. Falconetti. First movie we watched in film, Graduate. I love The Graduate. Such a good movie. Graduate's amazing. Uh, Okay, so my next song, Lach Lomond by uh, Scrum from 2012. Uh, Why is this so good? (laughs) Why is this so good? I couldn't write any reason why it was so good. Uh, It's a traditional Scottish song, so it's been around for a very, very, very long time. It's not just like something they wrote up in a night. <laughs> they just this is like a, the thousandth cover of it, uh, and it's in a place. It's about a place in Scotland called Mike. What? Why? Why are you asking me? It's, it's called Loch Lomond. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that makes sense. And Loch is just lake in Scottish, so it's the largest lake in Scotland called Lake Lomond. This version is an acapella version, obviously. Uh, and this folk group, coming off Mike's anti-folk group, uh, has been around since 2004, and it's maybe from the Netherlands. They don't really say on their site, but they have a big fan base in Scotland, so that's why they like made this song later in their career. Uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, this song is just like mesmerizing. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> I, there's not much behind it. I have a soft it. spot when... One person is singing, and then they go into a different verse, and then like five other people are singing with them. For some reason yeah. my heart goes all a flutter when that happens. It's very she shanty esque, sea shanty esque. Yeah, it's it's that mixed with like a pub song that you sing yeah. while you're drinking, um, which I think this is more related to. Although sea shanties were also sung while drinking, so yeah, could go either way. But this wasn't on a boat. Maybe it was on a lake that it was sung. <laughs> But Maybe it was boat. at Loch Lomond. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, there's a story behind it, but 
it's so old that no one really knows the tale. Just enjoy it. <laughs> like Siegel, I listened to this song so much when you recommended it. Like I still listen to it a ton. I remember early March when you recommended it. That one week was like defined by this song. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah, my personal thing is, or my personal like love about this style of music is the low register representation in music, which just doesn't like a guy coming in with a really low voice. It just doesn't get. It gets overshadowed in songs. Like he basically replaces a bass in this song because his voice is so low, and I love that. I love. It like vibrates when you listen to it in like headphones. He does this thing. He like raps. He like uh, rolls a lot of his words. I like that a lot. Well, they are speaking a different language. They're not. I don't think they're English. So they're like, I think they're from. They're Dutch. I don't know. But yeah, then they're singing a Scottish song. So they have a lot of interesting pronunciations of words. I love this song. It, it's it's reminiscent. Uh, and I'm sure The Hobbit is a derivative of this, but it reminds me of the ma- Misty Mountains, whoa, 10,000 Deep and oh, Mountains, oh. I was going to recommend that. Well, I guess it's good that you know it. Oh, yeah. I mean, A, it was on TikTok uh, a bunch. Um, and really? B, yeah. Sorry. I know I, I know when I say that, I ruin a song for you. <laughs> Mike's <laughs> frowning for everyone who doesn't know. Thor and Oakenshield should just quit the adventure and then like go just make a career out of singing. I don't know who either of those people are. Thor and Oakenshield is the main. He's one of the main dwarves from The Hobbit. Oh, I've never actually watched the movies or read the books. <laughs> I just know the song. <laughs> Thor and Oakenshield feet the baby. I know Frodo. See a ho- he's a Hobbit, but he's not. He's part of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Lord of the Rings has been appearing in my life a bunch lately. We, we can move on. Dust bunnies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Dust bunnies by Lando and Atlas. I don't have a lot about this song. It's like another aesthetic song. Um, it's less Kai Dream, summertime, spring and frolicking in the fields, uh, Nintendo happy vibes, and more like musty apartment, getting stoned on a couch, uh, thinking about like a body, dust bunnies onto your couch, like dancing together vibe. Uh, Lando, I don't know anything about him. One of those artists that is just on tracks and doesn't exist. He's just he's just a fake person they make up, I think. Kai Dreams and Atlas, they they just have like a list of like names that they're like, all right, I'm gonna like change my voice a little bit and then we'll just say this is another artist. I mean Lando actually has internet presence. Lando, you're fine. You got a your voice was interesting. I think his voice kind of compliments Atlas. This song is weird. It's such a weird vibe. It's good though. Uh, I'm gonna say a name and I know you're not gonna understand it for all the old people listening. It's reminiscent of Peter Frampton. I understood no. it, but I don't really know. I've, I've heard of that before, yeah. Oh, so Peter Frampton was a big guy who would play guitar and he would stick a thing in his mouth. People on TikTok are doing it now, honestly. But you stick a thing in your mouth and you play the note and you like talk and it sounds like you're playing that note. Like It sounds like a robot, almost like live auto-tune. And he does it in this song where he's like playing a note on guitar and he's like harmonizing with his own vocals. Yeah. It's a really weird effect, and I really like it. It's just not done a lot. And Peter Frampton's like from the 70s or 80s. Uh, I don't remember exactly. But harmonizing with yourself while playing guitar and making the note feel like a note 
and not a lyric at the same time. It's like this weird, like, dynamic fighting each other in the song. It's really interesting to listen to. If you, it, and you even said it sounds nostalgic. I didn't know if you were going to pick up on this. It sounds like GameCube music at points. It has breakdowns where it just it sounds like GameCube, GameCube music. Vibes. It has, like, basement vibes. Does that make sense? Yeah, like us playing All Star Baseball on GameCube. Yeah, just <laughs> like drafting our teams. Yeah, <laughs> which by the way, great game. If you want to follow Lando, because apparently Mike thinks he doesn't exist, it's Sad Lando. No, Lando, I you're, you're fine, Lando. You're doing great. Keep doing your thing. You exist. He's, he's Lando in all lowercase and then an exclamation, exclamation point, part, which is yeah. just like so. Like again, like the dualities don't mix there. Um. It's like he's right. sad, but he's like angry about it. Uh, all in the same moment. And no Carishian. Anyway, interesting song. Uh, <laughs> uh, my next song is "The Day the Politicians Died" by the Magnetic Fields. Sadly, not featuring Stephen Merritt. Like, right, uh, it was not here. Main That's like vocal. Part of the reason this disappointed me. I was expecting Stephen Merritt. So Stephen Merritt, if you don't remember, did a. The Gothic Archies in the first week of this podcast, and there's much more magnetic fields coming up, which is is his main project. Um, but this song is sung by Claudia Gonson, who is the band's sometimes pianist, drummer, and singer, and full-time manager. Uh, so, yeah, Stephen Merritt would have made the song so much better. <laughs> uh, it's a simple fucking song, people. It's the it idea really that it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's literally about if the politicians died, the world would be so much fucking better. It's a sentiment I agree with more every fucking day that we live I under do agree pandemic. with the sentiment, but the song doesn't really do a lot for me. Uh, I think the best line is, uh, even their own mothers, their own husbands and wives said, now all men are brothers, let's get on with our lives. Just like, kill off the politicians, man, and the world will just have celebration worldwide. Oh God! I just freak up Ollie the octopus. If he's still alive and he wants to come on the podcast, uh, it's more than what welcome. Is Ollie the octopus? Do you know who he is? He was a, I mean, he's a band from like the '60s, I think. This is about the Vietnam War. Oh no, that song came out in 2009, I think. He yeah, might be a person say, that we could get on. That would be cool. Just to talk about. Okay, and sorry, sidetrack. Uh, the sad part about this song is that the deep piano parts, I'm just like, oh, I can hear Stephen Merritt. <laughs> I want him on so bad. Just do it. it. Just, just pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Just delete this song off the album, put Stephen Merritt in, and this song just skyrockets to, like, number one. But it's just not fun. Stephen Merritt, by the way, has a very deep voice and a very weird voice. If you're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Go listen to other magnetic field songs don't listen to this one this one sucks this is their newest attempt at pop music or whatever they are I wasn't a huge fan of this it was very downtrodden i wanted a happy i want to talk about downtrodden let's go to your next song oh so <laughs> flashlight by the front bottoms this is like the song was like my gateway into all the emo that we've been talking about and that i know now that i love this is also my first front bottom song i still like it a lot Every front bottom song we've talked about is about like uh, being in a relationship with somebody who has an addiction. Um, but like, I don't know. When I looked into the lyrics, it made me really sad because this make something about the vibe of the song just makes me think of like late night high school memories. Uh, it, it, this is more modern baseball sounding than 
any of their other songs. Do you, you feel that? Like the flashlight and the dog whistle, which are probably metaphorical lines looking back. What, what is a dog whistle? <laughs> so I think um, that is like a reference to a drug. And like, no, oh, see, I thought it was like, like the dog was farting in another room or something. <laughs> I was so con- like, no. I don't know. There's no, I, I've owned dogs my entire life. I was trying to rationalize what the fuck a dog whistle was. My dogs don't whistle. They may like fart. I don't know. Like, no, I thought like, this, when I first heard it, I thought it meant like some sort of weird breathing dog noise. Like, my dogs don't make that noise. Low, low bark. I don't know, but it's not, it's talking about a drug. Um, the flashlight is probably weird. a metaphorical thing too. I don't know what it means. Like maybe her trying to find her way out of the addiction to find the singer. Um, I don't know, but like, what? The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, in a way. The the sound is just so pure. Like the guys, this guy's vocals are annoying to me sometimes, but like this one, it, it feels so earnest and so nice. Like it's when you get Nicolas Cage and you put him in a movie that works, like Mandy. Don't you dare disrespect Nicolas Cage. I will only take your abuse so far. You can all make right. fun of Nickelback all you want, but when you go after Nicolas Cage, I will fight you. Wait, you're pro Nam- pro Mandy, right? Oh, no, but I just love Nicolas Cage. You didn't like Mandy? No, I'm saying every movie he's in is a great movie, even the shit ones. Okay, <laughs> like, whatever. No, not whatever. Nick Cage. <laughs> Forget I made that fucking metaphor. <laughs> I love Flashlight. It'll always have a good place in my heart because it introduced me to like modern baseball and Marietta and Origami Angel. Okay. It's funny you mentioned all those bands because in my notes, this is literally a line from my notes. I think I'm getting tired of this style of genre music. See, we haven't even started with Origami Angel yet. I know, but you just, this is probably why I was like halfway through the year, I'm like, you got to stop recommending Origami Angel. (laughs) Because I'm just like, you kept hitting me over the head at least once a week with these these songs. I'm not saying they're bad. So I'm this is the first mention of Origami Angel on the show. It's my favorite thing that I discovered this year. Maybe, I don't know if we want to start planting the seeds to get them on now, but... Yeah. Hey, Origami Angel, we'll tag you in all of our shit until you respond to us. <laughs> Ryland and uh, Patrick, please. I love you both. Yeah, front bottoms are only two guys too. So yeah, if they want to come. Origami on. Angel, they're also like our age or younger. Front bottoms are all like grown ass men. <laughs> what? I hate when people are younger than us and like have millions think, of views. I think they're they're twenty two, twenty three, so they're like the same age. Uh... Whatever. Next song, Flashlight is great. I love it. Uh, there's a good trumpet part. Just had to shout that out. Uh, this song. Front always... bottoms does have yeah. some trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, it's always surprising. They have trumpets and they had. The fucking hand pan or steel pan a few weeks ago or a week ago, which is like, the fuck? Uh, my final song for this week is Make Believe by Thornley. Uh, Mike, what do you think about this song? So honestly? my first my first note in all caps is this sounds like Nickelback. Perfect. You mentioned them because Ian Thornley, the singer and basically the band because he played most of the instruments, is a Canadian hard rock guy who is really good friends with Chad Kroger. Who's the lead singer of Nickelback? (laughs) (laughs) It comes full circle, baby. Uh, Yeah, they they got a deal. He basically was out on his ass, and Ed Kroger was like, "Hey, we're friends. I'll give you a record deal." And so this is how this album got made. 
uh, by the band Thornley. So without Nickelback, this band wouldn't exist, Mike. Just think about that. <laughs> what would you... I do without Make Believe by Thornley? <laughs> no! No, honestly, I like this song. I know you're obviously you're gonna have different standards about it because it's related to Nickelback, and you can't yeah, even. No, no, I didn't think it was bad. I th- thought it was all right. There was a lot of the vocals were as bad as Nickelback. I think the background instruments seems like they have a lot going on. I don't really have a lot to say. Very much the the restaurant slash store song that doesn't inspire me enough to shazam it. But like it's on it's on it's on the precipice of like I'm about to take my phone out and shazam it, but I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. It's well, a I, movie I like, song. Like 3G. Oh, what? what it's a movie song. Not meaning it's oh, in a like movie, you but it's all about movie. film. Like and like uh, in disassociating and creating oh, a better okay. story in your yeah, head. So it's like, well, where's the director to tell us where the hell to go? I think is one of the lines. But uh, That's a cool line. It's it has interesting elements. I would say it's more creative than a Nickelback song. <laughs> Oh, that sounds yeah. Sure. Uh, the best line in the song is, "I've got this film in my head. They've scripted all that I've said. Let's make it real before we're dead." It's it's not lyrical genius. That's cool. No, it's good though. It's cool. Uh, and fun fact: I was the first ever person to look at the genius lyrics for this song. <laughs> I was the only view they've ever had. So I don't think this band's going to be coming back from the dead anytime soon. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. But no, Nickelback will live on. Okay. We'll be back. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, last song. March Winds and April Showers by Ruth Edding. Oh, this is the saddest thing about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I was like not having a great March. And I was like, I'm going to put some good uh, will out into the universe and recommend this. Oh, boy. Did I curse us or something? Right before Corona. What? Um. Yeah. Ruth Edding is like the. She's a popular like female singer crooner. You've probably either heard the song or the saying. I think it's really nice. Um, here's what I'll leave everybody with. Maybe we can get some April like May vaccines. flowers or something nice after April March vaccines. April. April vaccines, yeah. March showers. Sucks. Showers of vaccines. March sucks and April vaccines. Uh, that's that's what I'm gonna leave everyone with. Um, I like actually, this type of music a lot. I will admit. Yeah, this this song, like, not many. A lot of rock songs remind me of my dad. He's a rock guy. He made me grow up on music, or he he gave me my things to listen to when I was young. This song reminds me of my mom, which is very rare, but she's an opera singer. I remember you saying that. Yeah, so like this sounds like a something she would probably sing, and you can tell that this this woman is very professionally trained in the way she uh, the way she pronounces things, and obviously it's like the mid Atlantic accent of the 1930s, where it sounds like a radio broadcaster, like oh, and he's over the bass, and there he goes, and oh my yeah. god, like I, lo- like I love that, I love that accent. It's the same. It's that accent mixed with the quality that we kind of take like as a joke now and we use in other songs where it sounds like it's recorded in the 1930s and it sound it's re- the way it's recorded in the 1930s just sounds like that and now we use it as an effect as like it sounds old man um i just i love that that recording style it just sounds so authentic i guess is the best way to put it i'm a big fan too 
Uh, is this our first artist that was born in the 1800s? On the playlist? On this maybe? playlist? Yeah. Um, certainly. And probably the only. <laughs> uh, well, wait, when was Al Jolson born in? Bing Crosby might have been born in the 1800s. He's pretty old. Um, yeah, Al Jolson got... was born in the 1800s, too. What song was he? April Showers. This is also in here. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Top fives? Shall we go on to the JM hashtag JM top five, all spelled out if you want to give us your top fives as well on whatever platform on social media. Uh, we'd love to hear it from you guys. But our top fives. Uh, special shout out to Ruth Edding. She was fighting for the fifth spot on my list, but she got bumped. Uh, Mike, you didn't make a good appearance on this list. I'm going to admit. No, Siegel, you also on my top five, you dominated. Uh, you only have one song, and that is the number five spot. Uh, the number five spot is People to the Reckoning by AJJ. Number four is Lock Loman. Number three is The London Air Raids. Number two is Moon Age Daydream. And number one is Heroes. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Did we not get a single win. match? No, David Bowie didn't win. <laughs> I mean, I expected the London Air Raids to win, honestly. Okay, mine is at five, Ask. At four, London Air Raids. At three, Lock Lomond. At two, Flashlight. One, Changes. Did it's Lock either Lock Lomond or Air Raids. I don't know. Where'd you put it? I put Lock Lomond fourth. And... Air Raids, Raids 3. Third. So I think those tie. Oh, did you just put them 4 and 3, but in different order? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you want to redo their top 5 so it doesn't happen? <laughs> Why? It's it's the, the luck of the draw. It's what, I mean, we'll count it as a win for you. Obviously. Yeah, it's, def- it's not a definitive win, man. Um... <laughs> you got both songs. It's more of a win. Fine. Whatever. This just goes to show how good of a week it was, I guess. The winners... Not David Bowie. So disregard the entire, like, David Bowie's great, David Bowie's great at the beginning of the show because apparently he doesn't. We're really on the same that. page about which one. Uh, you didn't put heroes on your list. <laughs> it was a tough ma- list to make. I don't know what to Shocking. tell you. Anyway. Uh, okay, so our winners this week are the London Air Raids by Ian. No. Some... Vian Isaac. Isaac, yeah. And Lach Loman by Scrum. Uh, it's a great fucking name. First dual win. Sure, it counts as me. So I, we're back to tied. Yeah, it's four four. Okay. Anyway, are we gonna? Have we decided what are we gonna by the end of the year or whatever? Like the winner, what, what are we gonna do? Uh, we'll party like it's twenty nineteen. <laughs> All right. This is a good week. I enjoy talking. Uh, yes, and next week is it's the Corona week. The Corona it's Coronaversary week nine. Uh, so get your masks ready and your hand sanitizer prepped. Yeah, we're gonna dive into the coronavirus as it's it ready enters to feel the pain. U.S. <laughs> oh, I've felt it for a year. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, as always, I am Jeremy Siegel with my co-host Mike. And you can follow us on all social medias at JM Radio Pod. Don't forget the pod at the end. Uh, please 
like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, all those great things for this podcast. Podcast. Uh, the more people listen to it, the more guests and fun people we can get on the show so you guys can listen. So maybe if we get a bigger following, we can get we can reach out to these bigger artists that we have. I think our end goal is still Stephen Merritt. I don't think he'll ever come on, but it's it's Origami Angel for me. Okay. I mean it's Monty Ari for me. It's Stephen Ayello. <laughs> if he somehow listens to this and is like, I'll come on. Yes. There's your answer. Got to him. That's what we did with Chappie. Stephen Ayello is a little bit bigger than Chappie, but thank you, Chappie again. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Mike, shall we do Okay, it's not tradition. gonna work. Uh, do you want to count it in? Three, two, one. You got some listen. What the fuck was that? Oh, okay. The last two times I I started before you, so I waited a second. Yeah, but I always try and jump in beforehand because you always start early. You got some listening to do. Great. Amazing. You got some listening to do. Thanks, everybody. Bye. So long. Time won't change me.